Welcome to Your Best Riding Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Riders Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week, I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so glad you're listening in today. We're sharing something every writer can benefit from. 20 plus years of experience in writing and publishing. Oh my goodness, you're going to love this. My industry expert and co-director of the Blue Ridge Mountain Christian Writers Conference is Diane Mills. Let me tell you just a little bit about her. Diane is a best-selling author who believes her readers should expect an adventure. Her titles have appeared on the CBA and the ECPA bestseller list. They've won two Christie Awards, the Inspirational Reader's Choice and Carol Award contests. Diane speaks to groups and teaches writing all over the country. And we are absolutely blessed to have her here with us today. Welcome, Diane. Wow, thank you, Linda. I love all those kind things you said about me. Goodness, are you sure it's me? <laughs> I, I think it is you. And that's what gets me so excited because there's so much that you bring to us as writers. Experience cannot be bought, but we can certainly glean and learn. That's why Paul walked with Timothy. And that's why we look at the biblical standard and we apply it to our life today. And we look at those that are willing to mentor. And I will say, Miss Diane Mills, Mrs. Diane Mills, sorry about that, Dean. I, I know you're there, dude. You are a giving author and your willingness to mentor, to guide, to come alongside is priceless. So what everyone is going to get today I mean, there's no way they could even spend the money on what they're going to receive today. That's what makes me very excited and very pleased to have you here. So, Diane, here's the question. What do you do on your days off? I'd almost laugh <laughs> because I look at what I do, the writing, the mentoring, the coaching, the teaching, speaking, uh, what we're doing right now. I look at all of this is part of a ministry. And so I live and breathe my ministry. With that said, there are times I need to take, I don't know the last time I took a full day off, but I do take hours off. And I take hours off to do the things that I enjoy, like cooking and baking, like uh, hiking, like getting out into the uh, flower beds and yanking up the weeds. It's sort of like yanking up the weeds of our lives or editing our work. Mm. And I do love to read. I love my worship time. So for me to say, what do I do on my days off? It would more or less be on hours off because I'm always thinking either about the storyline, something I am reading or I'm going to teach, or I'm going to speak or something that I see in a writing student in such a way that I can help. And I hope that answers your question. <laughs> no, it really does. Actually, it prompts me to say at some point, it would probably be a great interview to have both you and Dean on. 
And maybe we'd even have some, maybe we'd have Edie and Kirk on as well. And how do you, as, as spouses, how does that work? How do we come alongside each other? That would, that would be a great interview as well. Maybe, maybe we'll be considering that for the future. I think but it would do- be fun. And I also oh. think that it would be a valuable tool for those who have spouses who are in the, the writing publishing world to see how they can come alongside their spouse and help them with their own strengths. That's what Dean and I have going for us, and I think Kirk and Edie do too, is we understand our strengths and our weaknesses, and we complement those. And Dean has been my number one supporter, my cheerleader, since way back 20-plus years ago when he challenged me to write a book. He has always been my best cheerleader. Now, I always say that he's uh, my worst nightmare editor, too, but uh, that's because he wants what's best for me. And our spouses, when they can do that for us, there's not a price you can place on that because it's so incredibly wonderful, a real blessing. Absolutely, it is. It is. Well, now we're going to get into... 20 plus years of experience in writing and publishing. So I have a few questions for you and here we go. Okay. Diane, what would you do the same? The same, I would say uh, the discipline. I'm very, very self-disciplined. The organization, getting my life together so that when the priority says, okay, now is your time to write that everything is in place so I'm not uh, scattered. I I very much do the same, and everything, everything is bathed in prayer. Has to be. Uh, When you feel God's calling you to do something, that doesn't mean that you just sit back and do it. You've got to have the orders, the marching orders. So those, those things I would... I would not change and still do today. One other thing that I will say that I started right from the beginning is making sure that I'm constantly learning about the craft, the business, uh, the changes that happen with uh, in the writing world, publishing, social media, marketing, keeping abreast of those things so that I can react, respond, and speak in such a way that shows I am trying to be on top of my game, doing the best I can to be on top of my game. Absolutely. This is good. So that's what I'm looking at. Discipline, organization. I like the word choice here. Bathe all of your work in prayer. Mm -hmm. Bathing it. You know, it's not a sprinkling. No. We are we are submerging the the work, the projects, every aspect of our writing. And I would say probably every aspect of your life as well, bathing that in prayer so that we have that balance that's um, part of who we are and not really separating us out as Diane, the non-writer and Diane, the writer. Would that fall in there as well? I would say so. And there's one more thing that uh, I want to say that I neglected to say, and I feel that it is it is uh, an asset and it's one of the reasons why I'm still writing and publishing. And that is 
I felt when I was called to write that I was to give back whatever I learned to serious writers. And that was right from the start. No matter if that writer already knows it or not, I am willing to have that transparency in sharing whatever I learn. None of this, oh, I I don't dare say this or do this or teach this because they might be better than me. How wonderful if I was able to coach someone who just, that their career just went crazy, just went wild and wonderful. That is, yes, yes, I'm, I'm right there. That is why you're here today too. So this is good. Next, what would you do differently and why would you choose to do it differently? I did not know where to go to find uh, many of the, uh, the books and the tools I needed to educate myself in the whole publishing world. And if I'd had a mentor or a, a coach of some sort who could have helped me weed through some of that, okay, is this a good book? Is that not a good book? Is this good advice? Is that not good advice? Can I apply that to my, my writing life or not? And if, if I'd had some of that, I probably could have eliminated some, some pitfalls and those are things that I, I really would have done differently. The learning process, you had, you had mentioned this earlier, that there is nothing like experience. You would never fear snakes if you hadn't walked through a few overgrown fields and seen one. That's my feelings. And so experience is the best teacher. So while there are some things I wish I'd done differently and it would have saved some time, would they have impacted my life um, for the better now? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that a good mentor, a good coach uh, is one of the reasons that I coach and I mentor because it is valuable. And, and we all have those insecurities. Um, my husband laughs at me, you know, Monday mornings. Okay, honey, today I quit. T today I quit. I just cannot. I have to stop what I'm doing because I'm just down. I need help. And he's the one who brings me back up. Uh, mm -hmm. But that experience of being down is something I can share with you. It's something I can share with your listeners. It's something I can speak about. Most of us writers are melancholy introverts. Granted, we can be extroverts if, it, if it's needed and then always say, okay, don't talk to me three days after this because I've got to recoup. But... We look at life differently. We feel differently. We are comfortable in our own skins and being alone, but that's not always healthy for the whole scope of our personality. So uh, I would say a mentor and coach would have been wonderful. I know for me, even the personal contact of a mentor and coach makes it 
so powerful because someone is investing in you and someone gets to know you and you retain your voice, but you're able to have that continual forward motion. I think that's such a blessing for us as writers to be able to have someone who speaks into our life and into our writing and, you know, helps me go around those, we call them pitfalls, but, you know, it can even be the potholes that we can (laughs) fall into quickly. Absolutely. Very, very good. So when we look at pitfalls or potholes, when speaking with the new writers here today, what are some of those pitfalls you see for them? Okay, I would say the uh, the biggest pitfall is, okay, I have decided to write, and because I've decided to write, or I am a Christian and God's called me to write, that I, I don't need all this extra investment in conferences and workshops and, and time reading blog posts and things. I can just go do it. And that's not true. That is not true. A writer needs to write, absolutely. But a writer needs to learn how to write, how to market, how to help their readers and their followers So I think that the biggest pitfall I see is, number one, not seeing the need to educate themselves. Number two, I see the new writers not anticipating the hard work that it takes. Mm. Uh, Mm. Every book I write, it's that it's that feeling in the pit of my stomach. Oh my goodness, can I do this again? Can this book be better than the book I wrote previously? I can't do this alone. God, I need help. So it is hard work. And I think many new writers think, oh, I can do this. It won't be a problem. And that's not true. One thing I will say is if writing was for everyone, then everyone would be a best-selling writer. Just like if everyone was destined to be a uh, a surgeon, you know, everybody would have what they need to uh, to make sure the human body works like it's supposed to. But new writers do not walk into the world of writing and publishing without an understanding that you've got to learn, and this may not always be easy. The self-satisfaction of someone enjoying our work is incredible. But what looks easy to the reader is not easy for the writer. So it's, you know, it's what you put out comes back to you and usually a dozen fold, but be prepared, time to work alone, be prepared to constantly learn, be prepared for the rejections that end up being redirections Mm. and keep your eyes focused on what God wants for you. I like that. Be prepared for the rejections that are redirections. I mean, I'm like, oh, that's so good. When you were sharing this, you know, for them not seeing the need to educate themselves. And I think especially for Christian writers, Diane, Mm -hmm. when we're like, 
oh, but God's called me to write this. God has called me to write this. And we all know that God will not bring us to something without bringing us through something. And But it also says that God will equip those that he calls. And the equipping right. comes in myself as a new writer saying, I need to learn the craft. Here's my take on this. My husband and my youngest son, they both play golf. My youngest son excels at golf. He actually went to college on a partial golf scholarship, and that was fabulous. And they both were, Mom, we want you to play golf with us. And I was like, oh, my word. Fine, I'll go out and play. They will say, well, but you have to have some instruction. I said, look, it's a ball. It's on the ground. You hit it, and it should be fine. And, oh, my goodness sakes. Going out without having someone coach me, without learning the craft, was embarrassing. It made me feel defeated before I even began. It made me automatically go, oh, well, golf isn't for me. Can't the same thing be said as true for our writers who go, well, I'm just going to write because God called me. They're not educated. And they fall into those huge traps of, I guess I'm not really supposed to be a writer because it's not working for me. Does that track? Oh, does it track? And unfortunately, I have talked to new writers who uh, have said things, well, I, I, I don't want anything changed in my manuscript because uh, God gave it to me. And I want to say, he's the only one who writes in stone. Uh, we all need a good editor. Yeah. And it's so very, very true. And so we get that pride aspect, too. A few weeks ago, our pastor said something about if if we don't have a list of our weaknesses and our flaws, then perhaps we should begin with pride. Mm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that... You know, I've published, oh, X, Y, Z books, and so I don't need an editor. Or I don't believe that your comment is valid. Uh, we've got to be open for the fact that we aren't perfect. So we just go from there. We do. We do. So those were pitfalls that you see for new writers. What about advice that you would get for the aspiring writer? These are the ones that are like, yeah, should I even pick up the pen? They're listening to our podcast and they're going, don't even, is this for me? What, what, what should I look for? What is something, can you give me an epiphany, Diane, that would say, yes, this is what you're supposed to do, or oh my goodness, no, walk away. I don't know, what <laughs> advice would you give? Oh, don't ever walk away. And I'm a storyteller, so I want to tell your listeners a little story. But I was in a critique group years ago. There were four of us, and we met once a week. And you either had to have a chapter written or a doctor's excuse, you know, that kind of thing. And one of the ladies there had been writing for years and years, and she refused to give up. Well, I want to tell you that that lady received her first three-book contract on her 74th birthday. Oh, my And goodness. to me, if that doesn't encourage your aspiring writer, I don't know what will. But I do have a, a couple of tips. And the first one is to pray for what God wants you to write 
and for assistance. As you said, how can I be equipped if I don't know where to go? Number two, write every day. I can remember as a young mother, I don't know how many uh, notes I would write to uh, one of the boys' teachers until I got worded just exactly the way I wanted, that even my grocery list was edited. So write every day. You know, we've all heard that if I write a page a day, that at the end of the year, I have a 350-page book. So think about that. So pray every day, write every day, read, read everything you can get your hands on. I don't care if it's the weather or the Cheerios box, but read specifically. I know that that may sound funny, but specifically in the genre that you want to write in the best sellers. Why are they the best sellers? Just read, read, read. And oh my goodness, the marketing, the promotion, the blog posts, open your eyes to what's out there that others have written. And the fourth thing I want to say is to give back to a serious writer, whatever you learn, get involved in a writer's group or a critique group, something in which there is an exchange of paying it forward. We cannot expect God to bless us if we're not working and helping the next generation of writers. So those are my, those are my tips and my little story for all of you who are thinking, okay, I, I want to write, but I don't know where to begin. There's just a beautiful world out there of wonderful opportunities. And yes, they are met with challenges, but if God's on our side, we can do it. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, especially if he has called me into this wonderful world of communicating through the written word. Amen. Amen. The last tip that you offered for the aspiring writer kind of segues into the next question that I have, because you said, give back to a serious writer, whatever you have learned. I envision best-selling authors, experienced writers. What encouragement do you have for them? Because we've touched on new writers a little bit for aspiring writers, but what about those writers that maybe have a few books out there and they're like, oh, that's real nice to tell them that. What encouragement do you have based on what you have learned and grown through? What would you give to that experienced writer? First of all, I understand time is priceless. And there are certain guidelines, protocol that I go through before I take on a uh, mentoring a new writer. And one of those is God is someone you want me to help, number one, because if he wants me to do this, the time will be there. If you want something done, ask a busy person. Mm -hmm. The second thing I will say is I cannot, I, Diane Mills, cannot expect God to uh, publish me if I am not willing to give back. You know, if I say I am too big 
to help you, new writer, then God may think I'm too small to be published. Mm. So, you know, those, those are things that are going through my head. And then I look, how hard is this person willing to work? I'm not going to take your story and rewrite it and put your name on it. I'm not doing that. Mm. That's, that's not mm. me. So, you know, pray about what you're supposed to do. Uh, do not shrink in your priorities as you have established them. Three, make sure that particular uh, writer is serious. And number four, sometimes we have to say no, not yet, mm. or I can't take you on at this moment, but maybe six months down the road when I have this handled or that handled, then perhaps I can. So there's a, a lot of things that we need to look at, but I do believe in nurturing the next generation of writers. But I also know that I have a purpose, a divine calling that uh, is woven in with that too. And I hope that answered your question. Oh, it did. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you have given us really good information, tips, strategies, what God has done in and through your life as a writer, as a mentor, as a speaker. That really is priceless for us to be able to take what you have given us and apply it. And I think that's the next thing. Those of you that are listening, apply what you've heard. I hope you took notes. You can absolutely go back, listen again. Now you know what Diane is going to offer you. Go back, listen again with pen in hand and see how God wants you to place that in your day-to-day regimen. God is giving it out there because it works and it continues to work. Don't reinvent the wheel. Look at the wheels that God has given others and get on the bandwagon and use those to help perpetuate what he's doing in and through your life. That's why we come together as a community. That's why we offer your best writing life is to equip you and to encourage you and to come alongside you no matter what stage of writing that you're at. We are blessed to be here with you. And Diane, as as we do wrap up, I want to direct our listeners' attention to the show notes because down there, of course, we're going to have your book, uh, one of the latest books out on writing, and that is excellent, available on Amazon where books are sold. And we have all the links to like your Pinterest, to your everywhere they can find Diane. We've got that in our show notes. And you have a great giveaway for our listeners today. The value of writer energy. Just give us a hint of what they're going to find, but don't give it all away because we want them to download it. (laughs) Okay. One of the things that I have been very faithful to and very adamant about is my health. I have always been that way. And we as writers have to maintain our energy and take care of our bodies so that those neurons keep firing and we are creative. So what I have developed in the value of writer energy is an acronym for the word energy. And these are items that I believe in and I practice and I feel they are essential 
for every writer to incorporate into their lives. And it's not very long, but it shows how our health is reflected in our writing. And it's a direct reflection of what we put into us and, uh, you know, what we eat, the exercise, and our state of mind. And so that's what I'm offering for the listeners today. And this is really good. And Diane, I'm very proud of you because I know you wanted to start to say what it is, but you did really well. (laughs) So, (laughs) So everyone is going to want to discover the energy elements that you have for us in order to keep the writer in a healthy perspective in their life. So yes, the value of writer energy is available as a download and you're going to find more about Diane and her books and how to connect with her. And also you're going to find this month's writing tips and soul care for writers PDF. We have a plethora of information and numerous clickables in our show notes. So we hope that you will take a look there. You'll also be able to find the links that go to our Facebook page and also our website. So we have it all there and we'd love for you to take a moment after we finish here and connect that way. Diane, thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thank you. This has been wonderful. I love chatting with you. I love speaking to your followers and listeners. And I just hope that something I've said has been of value and will help them just move ahead with their career and to stay encouraged. And always, always make sure that you listen to your best writing life because your best writing is right here with Linda Goldfarb. And she does offer not only fabulous guests, but the questions she poses are all things that I can use. So if I can use them, I think maybe you can too. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you. Thank you so much, my precious friend. And thank you for the wisdom that you have given us today. Thank you, God, for giving that to Diane and for you passing it on to us. So thank you so very, very much. And I just want to say thank you to all of our friends for joining us here on Your Best Writing Life. It is such a joy to be here with you every week and to offer you something that can make a difference in that next best step that God has for you in your writing. So please, if you would, take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review, because truthfully, what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being with you here next time on Your Best Writing Life.